everybody. Welcome to the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Andrew. This is Josh. And I'm Anya. Anya tried to step on my line. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We were waiting for Anya because there was big sales down the street. Yes, at the Close Secret. You guys should definitely go there. Everybody go there. 90% off and most of their stuff is designer. It's a consignment shop. Anyway, it's an amazing place and you guys should definitely go. And you got a Ralph Lauren jacket and even I know who Ralph Lauren is. Like a really Even nice, I know who Ralph yeah. A really nice blazer, basically like the iconic Ralph Lauren blazer, and I got it I for go less than a latte at Starbucks. That's crazy. So you guys should definitely go there. Buy their stuff and then turn around and sell it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 don't do that. So while it's on my mind, I'll bring up that, sadly, it hit the Internet Today news that a theater much akin to the Mayfair in Halifax is closing down. It's called the Oxford and it's 80 years old, so mm-hmm. only a couple years younger than the Mayfair. It's somewhere that Gwen is very familiar with. Gwen's from out there. A few years back, I'm not sure how many years exactly, it was like good news, bad news, is Cineplex took over. So it's very interesting to see how their business model failed, because what they did is they just made it a kind of non-rep house, nothing fun, but it would just be the new movie. So yeah. say Kind of like what the Mayfair used to be. Yeah. I remember a couple years ago I was there, and I forget the movie, but it was some like great movie, some big movie, but it was you know 12 Years a Slave or something, but they were playing it four times a day for seven days. And that's a very difficult business model because usually, like for us, we'll show a family matinee, grown-up movie, and then a horror movie. So a little something for everybody. Yeah. And without that diversity, I think that was kind of the final nail in their coffin was that the fans went, but they couldn't sell enough tickets a fan might go once a week or once every two weeks so it's very sad it's always sad when a theater goes away so in halifax i believe it's next week they're showing a whole bunch of cool movies if i was there i'd just be crying at every movie because they're showing um i believe they're showing wizard of oz and rocky so a bunch of kind of big classics yeah. whenever this happens there's always people going oh we can save it we can do this but i i think it's gone it's i think that they're it's i don't think it's got like the heritage building stuff i don't think there's a a big of a cinema community as other cities might have yeah. and so sadly it'll probably going to be condos in five years or two years or whatever but that sucks but yeah it hit the internet and it's just you get reminded that anytime anybody complains about ottawa especially from a cinema point of view you're like we support two independent theaters yeah. and there's a lot of bigger cities like your vancouver's or montreal's that don't have a Bytown and a Mayfair within a, what, 15-minute drive of each other. <laughs> so yeah. there's been a few people I chatted with on social media today have been to Ottawa or knew of the Mayfair, and I was like, come visit. <laughs> It'll make you feel better. Yeah. I even, when I went to Cleveland, when I did that stop in Buffalo, I, oh, yeah. I stopped in at the North Park Theater, and uh, the guy that was working there, I had mentioned the Mayfair, and they knew where I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, really? Where was I? I was in Toronto not too long ago, and I mentioned that that I worked at the Mayfair because I was at the theater that Christy worked at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I asked them if they knew Christy, and I told them I worked at the Mayfair, and they're like, oh, I don't know who Christy is, but I know the Mayfair. Uh, so, so yeah, there's people from out of town that definitely know the Mayfair. It, it's always such a nice compliment when something pops up. We'll, we'll put some awesome movie that we're screening up on Twitter or whatever. And somebody who used to live here and now lives in Halifax or Vancouver or further away will pop up and talk about missing the Mayfair. It's always a very nice thing when they're yeah. like, and I'll joke and I'll be like, oh, well, you can come down. And they're like, I live in Brazil. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess that's not cost effective to come see Monster Squad if you're <laughs> paying $900 for airfare or whatever. But I always remember traveling through kind of smaller towns. 
my grandpa, my dad's side of the family lived around this town called Queen Quebec, a nice little small town, kind of a town that you could see back in the day would have had a bar and a ferry over to the mainland and nice little community. And it used to have a movie theater, but even before my time, like years ago. And it used to be that every little town would have a movie theater. People would go and, and, and whether you blame TV or VCRs or the internet or whatever, it used to be that a small town could support a theater that had a couple hundred seats in it and they would get a new movie once a week. And that, and that was the era too of like, they'd have short films and cartoons and stuff. And even years ago, like six or seven years ago, when I went to pick up my dog from the, the puppy rescue agency, it was way out in the country. And we passed by what was a theater and it was just wasn't being used for anything. It was just kind of waiting to fall apart, sadly enough, you know, but yeah. that era where everyone had a movie theater. Yeah. I was reminded, I was in the Glebe and what is now the home hardware was a movie theater. Yeah. And you don't think of it till you look at it and you're like, oh yeah. And you could see where the marquee would have been or where the box office would have been. And it's just been gutted and turned into a store. So yeah. Our book, A Theater Near You, it tells you where oh, all yeah, the old yeah. theaters were from the beginning, beginning, beginning. And there were a lot. There were so many theaters. And it's funny because I was going through the book and I was like, hey, that address is so close to where I live. And then I, it was on Montreal Road. I went yeah. and I was like, oh my gosh. That used to be a movie theater because they were right because you could see like now it's I don't know what it is it's because some kind of store but you could totally see that it used to be a movie theater. The Bytown used to be the town and in oh what's the part of town that it was in Beechwood Beechwood yeah and or, now uh, New Edinburgh New Edinburgh on Beechwood and now it's a pharmacy but you can still see a bit of the decor the design outside yeah they kind of left not quite the marquee but just you can see little bits of its former life. And that was like a little part of town. And that little part of the community off of downtown had a theater. When I was in Cleveland, not too far from, like right down the road from the hostel we were staying at, there was this beautiful, beautiful place that has the best ice cream in the world. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Stella Luna is a close second. I never thought I'd say that. Wow. But it was just the best. Like, I, we ate our ice cream in silence. That's how good it was. But the building was amazing. There was a huge marquee outside. And I was like, wow, this place better have some really good ice cream if they can afford to have a full marquee and then once you enter the, the ice cream place you realize that it used to be a theater so the whole factory in the back that used to be the auditorium oh, and wow. there's like all of the explanations so they've preserved a lot of the architecture and everything it's so bittersweet because you're just like i wish it was just still a movie theater yeah even in toronto i might be getting this wrong but i think in toronto there's one that is now a Tim Hortons and it still kind of has a bit of the marquee but it's just gutted but it has the marquee and they'll they'll still make use of the marquee for like specials or whatever oh, okay. and I think it's in Toronto as well there's one that's a bookstore just same thing got gutted and you can still see where the screen was like the oh. kind of the filigree around the screen and stuff yeah. and it's funny that's like one thing that's going extinct for another thing that's going extinct is those bookstores are <laughs> not hanging in there as well either but well, the one across the street yeah. here seems to be doing pretty well. Yeah. That, that squirrel is actually doing very well. That's a good example where I love it that we've had this trend of big box stores, your Walmarts and your Chapters and your, your Best Buys. And now the big box stores are starting to go away because the internet is killing them. Because if you're buying the new Stephen King book, you can get it for 50% off on Amazon or full price at a bookstore. So they're all going away. But then the little bookstores, the little record stores are staying open because Black Squirrel doesn't need to sell the amount that a chapters needs to sell. Yeah. It has a tenth of the employees, a tenth of the floor space, you know. Yeah. 
Well, they also do their events, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, it's a multi-purpose place, and they've been expanding a lot. I think anything like that nowadays, you you have to. Like, whether it's, like, you know, we have rentals for, like, corporate stuff or weddings or birthday parties, or Black Squirrel has bands or book signings or, or stuff like that, you have to do that extra little thing to be a successful independent business nowadays. Like, yeah. it used to just be, like, I am this. Yeah. But now even coffee shops, like, an independent coffee shop will have events in there and have art on the walls. Yeah. The palm readings. I've seen it in quite a few books, coffee shops, actually. So I think there's a resurgence of the little guy because the little guy will sell the stuff that's not necessarily on the internet. Your used books, your used albums, your local stuff. And they make enough money to get by. So I think we're strangely getting to this place now where, like, Best Buy's gone. In the States, the the state's equivalent of chapters is gone. I forget what it's called, but like the big chain bookstore. Barnes and Nobles or Books a Million? One of them. I think one of them has either gone or going away. If it was Barnes and Nobles, we would have heard right. about it. I think Walmart and stuff is still hanging in, but you still hear about, you know, people actually going to farmer's markets and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, and I think that's with the Mayfair as well. It's, it's yeah. people are coming here to go to the Mayfair. You know, they're coming to see a movie like The Big Sick. That hit the multiplex first. But people waited to see it with us, mm-hmm. or La La Land, or anything kind of like that. I think it's also just a shift in thought with like millennials. I know a lot of friends that, even though students are broke, they will happily spend the extra dollar, or wait a little longer to buy something that's maybe a little higher price, but at an independent business because they mm-hmm. know that their money yeah. isn't going into some CEO's pockets. It's probably going into some parents' pockets to like pay for. Mm-hmm. their children's you know soccer lessons or piano lessons or something so yeah yeah there's also just the weird shift in thought of students that are going to support the little guys like going out of their way it's the same with stealing stuff online like i have a subscription to this thing called marvel unlimited where it's marvel comics netflix or there's netflix of course or there's music downloading sites that you pay a monthly fee for all that stuff if you looked you could find a steal online if I'm reading the new Wolverine comic, I could find that steal online. But I think people have realized that you make it very affordable. You make it fun and good curating and good movies or good comics or good music. And people under the age of 40 or 30 or 20, less and less are stealing online. iTunes is still doing really well and Netflix is still doing really well. Mm-hmm. So it's still there, I'm sure. Yeah. But not the way 20 years ago, people were like, it's the end of music. It's the end of movies. No one's going to pay for anything. And pop culture is still here. Mm-hmm. It's just different. Yeah. So when somebody comes to the Mayfair to see a Friday the 13th movie, they can either watch that at home or probably steal it online, but they're coming here for that experience, which is reassuring, which is nice to see. And it's simple supply and demand. Yeah. We're showing the room for the 97th month this month because <laughs> I'm just rolling your eyes. People keep coming to the thing, you know? So Yeah, I just did the posters because we... Kind of know what October's doing, so I've, last few days have been busy for me, but I did the posters for this month's Rocky Horror and next month's Rocky Horror, this month's Room and next month's Room. So next month's Room is 98. So November 99 and then the big 100th month. And then Rocky Horror is the Halloween spectacular. And it's, I forget the dates, but it's 30... 27th, 28th, 8th. and the 31st. Right. So what is that? That's... Friday, Saturday, and a Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Actual Halloween, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. And is it two shows a day? I don't think Lee has figured all of right, that right, out. Right, right, right. But if we're just basing it on the past, 
like usually been like two shows last year it was like friday saturday sunday i think or something like that the way the calendar fell yeah, yeah. so it was two two and three this year i imagine that lee's gonna do two on the friday two on the saturday and two or three on yeah. the 31st it's tough to say because like last year we did well with everything but there was just one where you're like yeah i probably could have done two you know or like one wasn't well, it like was the I think it was the Friday. There was the one day where there was the three shows. There was like the seven, the nine, and the midnight. And we could have gone by without the seven. It's still far enough away, but we'll have updates of that as yeah. we get closer. I mean, we've got one more normal show to go before then in, in <laughs> September. So For the madness. And I chatted with Sam. Sam, probably as we speak, or tomorrow, is on his way to Toronto. To, oh, yeah. To, the Expo. To meet Tim Curry. Lee, as we speak, is either driving or getting to Toronto now, too. He's gone to Toronto for the Fan Expo weekend. He actually left the day early, I think, to hit. Tonight at midnight is the Star Wars toys go on sale. (laughs) So he's going to be in Toronto buying all the Star Wars toys at the midnight sales, spending the college fund of the kids. Both of those. I I told Sam, maybe either after the September one or sometime soon, we're going to do a podcast with him again to talk about Rocky Horror with the October stuff coming up and talk about him becoming best friends with Tim Curry. What is it? It's August 31st, 2017. We've... Feels like September 31st. It's so cold. The weather kills me. Like, it makes me so lazy. I like the gloom. I kind of like a nice gloom where you're wearing your sweater and the leaves are changing and stuff, but it makes me very unproductive sometimes. I don't know why. It just makes me groggy. Like, today I felt groggy. Like, coming here even, I'm like, oh, I gotta get the computer and do the podcast and do the thing and just feeling sleepy. I was up at six for my job, so... Home Depot? <laughs> I didn't even get to feel the grogginess. I just... <laughs> Too many. Up before the sun. <laughs> Too many jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so September 1st through 7th is the movies we'll be chatting about this week. Hop right into it, because I'm sure we'll get distracted with chat of other things. We have the trip to Spain back for a second week. I saw this uh, a couple days ago. It's one of those movies that you're either a fan or you're not. It's the third in the franchise... So I can't imagine by this point you'll be like, oh, I didn't like those first two with those two funny British guys sitting around talking. It's very Seinfeldian. It's a movie about nothing. I read one really scathing critique that didn't like it where they were like, there wasn't enough plot. It was just them doing impressions for 90 minutes where I'm a fan. I would take the impressions for the 90 minutes. If it was just them, three cameras and them at a table, real time eating dinner, I'd watch that movie. And it's funny because somebody pointed out that Gene Siskel back in the day, one of his go-to critique points was saying, is this movie more or less interesting than the two main actors just sitting around talking? And that's what this movie is. (laughs) And it'd be interesting to see what Gene would have thought of this because this movie is the two actors sitting around talking. So it kind of negates that critique a bit. We've shown all three of these movies over the years and they've done very well for us. So kind of not too surprised that it's back again. Then we have Detroit, which is the latest from Catherine Bigelow. I haven't really heard much about it. Is it going to be another Oscar-type movie, I guess? Another Oscar-bait type movie? Because Catherine Bigelow's... She Possibly. Won, she won with her last movie, right? The Hurt Locker. It was Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty. Two movies that were widely acclaimed and made no money. That's right. It's like she has like the record <laughs> of the... I think more people went to see Point Break. Probably, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. She was one of the names being thrown around for Wonder Woman. And I'm almost surprised that she didn't get it because it would have been a movie that would make money. Sometimes that helps where you get the movie that makes money under your belt and helps you make the little movie again. But And Detroit is another movie that we got pretty fast, so I don't think it made a lot of money at the multiplex, but is, I think, a movie that people are talking about for Oscar bait in a couple months. We'll see pretty soon. It's, we're hitting Oscar season now. The nominations don't come out till the new year, but kind of November, December is when they often release 
the Oscar type films. It feels like the Oscars is yesterday. I know, and and it's, yeah. still, <laughs> and it's still a few months away, but like usually studios have fallen into the routine. Well, of, now it's we're getting into September, so yeah, it's the beginning of all that. And, I and, feel like June just ended, and like right now, yeah. you'll, you'll, shocking for me. Right you'll, now, you'll start seeing the. If you look at like a Hollywood magazine, you'll start seeing the like for your consideration when they actually release the nominations, January or something like that. Yeah. And that's when we will, it's so far away, but we could get back movies like The Big Sick or whatever if, if they get some nominations. But from a nerd point of view, Detroit has John Boyega from Star Wars in it, which is probably why Lee booked it. Lee books anything with the <laughs> Star Wars guys in it. So yeah, so that's another film this week. Then we have a bunch of premieres. The Last Dalai Lama, which we kind of just found out that the director is going to be visiting for that on two of the days. I think the Friday and the Saturday. And that's a documentary about the Dalai Lama. I'm not sure who the director is. I don't know if there's a Canadian connection or if he's just touring with the film. I, I forget. I'm not sure. But we'll have more information online about that. But but it'll be here for the Friday and Saturday shows. Doing a Q&A after the film. The Dalai Lama is a funny guy. <laughs> I've seen him on... Have you seen his interview with John Oliver? And so this is kind of a lighthearted documentary about... I'm sure there's serious stuff in it because there's so many serious topics around his life. And it's it's a bit of a, I don't know, not a sad film, but it's talking about him being older and him thinking about dying eventually and the reincarnation aspect that's around his life especially. But the the trailer to the movie is just funny. And it, there's a part in the trailer where it cuts to George W. Bush. <laughs> who, who paints who paints now? He's a painter. <laughs> He's an artist. Yeah, and it's this weird painting of the Dalai Lama. And every time I've seen the trailer, like half a dozen times, it gets this crazy laugh yeah. from the crowd. Then we have... An early Halloween movie, but a horror film called Temple. It is from the writer of Your Next and the most recent Blair Witch. So not the Blair Witch Project, but the movie... The Blair Witch that no one remembers. Yeah, it's always confusing. And, yeah. But Your Next, I admit, I didn't love That's Your Next. That's why they called it Blair Witch. Yes. you know, they can't call it Blair Witch Project. It's, or, they gotta yeah. give it a different name. And, and they don't like putting numbers on it sometimes, because then I think they think people will go, oh, I haven't seen the first two. So they just kind of give it a title strangely close to the original. Even Fast and Furious, right? The first one's called The Fast and the Furious, and then like the fourth or fifth one is called Fast and Furious. So they just took out the does. But Temple, uh, it looks good. It's, it's basically a, I think a bunch of American kids are going hiking and find out about this temple where horror movie type things happen. The Temple of Doom. Yeah. Oh, it's like a horror... Yeah, it, I don't it's. Know. I don't watch trailers, but just based on the music, I was going to go and see it. It's, it's a. a um, they find a map, go into the jungles of Japan, and find an ancient temple. Then stuff goes horribly wrong for them, I'm sure. What I like about I was just talking about recently how I love short movies now. A long movie to me, more and more, is, feels long. Mm-hmm. Like I saw Queen of Spain, and it wasn't enormous. It was like two hours and five minutes. But I was just like, cut half an hour out of that. And so the temple is 78 minutes. Last Dalai Lama is 82 minutes. So I like that. I like nice short movies. So yeah, so if you want an early dose of a Halloween movie, come see The Temple. It starts on September 1st. We also have a little mini animation festival starting on the 1st as well called the Annual Animation Show of Shows. And it is, I think it's 16 short films ranging from kind of mainstream. I know there's a Pixar film in there and then a bunch of various kind of things. The way it's set up is interesting, where the first 75 minutes is kid-friendly, and then they actually give you, like, a chance. Like, I think, like, a title card comes up saying something. Now it's getting blue, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Get the kids out of here. And then there's 15 minutes, so it's probably, like, two or three shorts. And I don't think it's anything too crazy. 
we've been told is kind of more like 14A kind of stuff. If you want to bring a little kid to it, you can come watch 75 minutes of cartoons and then run away and or just let the kid watch it. It's 14A, so it's I don't think it's going to be anything too disturbing or anything. Well, Ontario's pretty liberal when it comes yes. to 14A, so... Yeah, anytime... <laughs> well, not like Quebec. Sorry, like... <laughs> I was just you looking... You know, movie r- rated R here is like G. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I was just looking at that, and I forget the film, but it was something that was like R or 14A in the States and Ontario, and in Quebec it was G. I totally forgot what film it was. Something recent. It might have been Rocky Horror or something I was looking at the ratings yeah. board to get the information on, and it was G. I was like, wow, really? <laughs> and it's like, like, yeah, that's fine. I was like, what do you have to do to get an R in Quebec? I don't know. <laughs> like... But it's weird. It's, it's in the states, cross country. It's the same. In Canada, every province is different, which is so weird and so much more difficult for a distributor, especially an independent distributor. So you got to go through that process every single time. It seems like they could just do a cross Canada thing and just be like, even like the most mainstream stuff. Star Wars has to go through. What's it rated in Alberta? What's it rated in BC? What's it rated in Quebec? Every single province. Might even Temple. I don't know. Some something is rated G in Quebec that blew my mind. So yeah, so um, animation show of shows, a bunch of short films. That will be on Friday, Saturday, and Monday matinees. Then the last thing this week is Stray Cat Rock Film Fest, which I'm dying to see. I'm trying to like work my schedule around being able to see these things. It's rare that we do a festival of so many films that's actually in the same series. Back in the day, Lee and I briefly discussed doing like the Harry Potter movies, which sounds fun, but it's so many movies. What is it, like seven or eight? Eight. Eight movies. If you did it every weekend over two months, you might start losing patrons because they might be like, oh, I miss seeing the fourth one. But this is just, they came as a package. They came at a fair price to us. And so we're doing it as like a late, late show on a Friday and then a late show on a Sunday. So for this one, for Delinquent Girl Boss, it's... 10.45 on Friday and 9 o'clock on Sunday. So even the Friday show is the quote-unquote midnight show, but still not too bad. Mm-hmm. The movie's only 80 minutes long, so you're out of there not too far past midnight, which I love. But these are five quickly produced Japanese biker girl movies. This one was in, I believe, January or February 1970. And then part five came out January, February 71. Mm-hmm. So in 12 months, five films came out in the same series. And this, I'm sure if you only come see part three, I'm sure you'll be fine. I don't think it's, it's going to be, like, confusing. They look great. The trailers are beautiful, just with big Japanese icons on the screen and awesome-looking women in, like, biker get-ups and beating up guys and driving bikes, and it just looks super fun. It's another example of a real rarity of getting to see something like this on the big screen. We would very likely never be able to have gotten a film print of this kind of thing. So getting to see digital restoration is pretty amazing. I came to see... I missed it. Did you come to see Effects? Yes. Yeah, so I'm sad I missed that, but that's like... We're getting more and more... I have the Blu-ray, so I can lend it to you. It's really... It's actually very good. And it's just... And seeing this stuff on the big screen is like grindhouse time travel. It's like you feel like you're in the 70s watching a movie at a... And because we existed in the 70s, you might have seen something like this here back then. So that's our six films this week. We've booked so many films recently. Go check our website. A lot of it we're going to be talking about in the future, but our October is packed with Halloween stuff. And I think we're pretty much set in stone now. Like, I never say never. Maybe another one might pop up, but we've got a lot of Halloween stuff now. Shining Exorcist, Monster Squad, Nosferatu with a live band, a documentary about exorcism. 
Deliver Us. That looks really good, actually. And, yeah, so a ton of stuff that we have to just puzzle piece around all the normal movies we're going to be playing in October as well. Because we love showing these movies, but we also have to appease our normal folks who want to come see the nice dramas and comedies who might not like the horror films. So Yeah. Another like, thing is also the cinema. It's not this weekend, but at the right. end of September, yes. it's September 30th, and it's going to be a uh, print Oh, is that confirmed? I wasn't sure about that. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, it's, cool. It's all, it's all ready to go. So Excellent, uh, excellent. Yeah, it's a big classic. A bit it's e- going to be on film. A bit easier now because Marcus isn't waiting for his baby to be born like a couple yeah. months ago when we were <laughs> going to show a film print. And yeah. Our projectionist was, his wife was like nine and a half months pregnant and ready to go. But So a lot of cool stuff coming up. I want to see all the Stray Cat Rock movies. I just did the poster for Monster Squad today. Monster Squad is probably my favorite movie that I know is not a great movie, but I love it. Like, I saw it just the right time. I was, like, 10 years old. All the characters are 10. It's a bunch of little horror movie nerds. It's just a lot of fun, and this is its 30th anniversary. The creative team behind it is Shane Black, who more recently did Iron Man 3, but he's done movies like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and wrote some classics like Lethal Weapon. And then Fred Decker, who did some real cool cult movies like House. And that's the one I, I put it on Facebook. I'm like, if these don't get good crowds, I'm angry and disappointed with everybody. Even not like 300 people. I just want like 40 or 50 people to show up on the two days. That's it. That's all I want in life. I can be so sad if it's me and three of my friends there just to see this movie. But because that's what happened with Goonies, which is a very similar film. Kind of Monster Squad is definitely on the heels of Goonies, as we showed that years ago. And we got this excitement online, and people were bringing all their friends, and they, they lied to me. Nobody came. Like, five people came. Oh. Yeah. So maybe we'll wrap it up. I wanted to get in date talk. Oh, I'm so done. Done? So, <laughs> like, yeah, the pilot, old news. I'm done with him. I'm so sad, because I wanted to fly around with the pilot. Yeah, he doesn't... Well, <laughs> it wouldn't have even been a possibility anyway. You would have had to rent the plane and all of that. I inquired. So, whatever. He's old news. He was just so flaky, and it was always like... And it's also like just working at the theater. Oh, do you want to hang out once I'm done work? But I'm done work at, like, midnight, yeah. so obviously people are going to interpret that differently, so... And now you've got <laughs> another I've got job. another job, so yeah, I'm going to be much more free now. Like, I'm just so done with guys. Like, I went on a date. It was a little over a week ago now. It was amazing, amazing stuff from the movies, you know? I texted him afterwards saying, like, oh, hey, that was, I had a great time. He's like, oh, yeah, me too. It was great. And then I told him, he's new to Ottawa. So I told him, like, oh, well, let me know where you want to explore next in Ottawa. And the whole time he thought, like, I was the coolest person. I was talking about the Mayfair. And he was like, what? This exists? He thought it was so cool. He thought he was telling me what the room was. And I was like, oh, snap. Well, good sir. Let me tell you. And anyway, I told him that we played hard boiled, and he thought that was just amazing. And so, and then he just didn't text oh, me back again. Man. So, screw you, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this is just this. This is amazing. I have to share this with people from the internet. <laughs> I showed this to Josh and Gwen. I always like picturing your what's it? It's not even exes, but your your ex dates. Just listening with like a single tear, listening to Coldplay <laughs> music, knowing that they've screwed up. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't be disappointed. So yesterday was Gwen and I's, as fate would have it, we got married on our kind of becoming a couple anniversary. So yesterday was, I say sixth anniversary. It's two marriage, six total, you know, because yeah. I don't feel like our life doesn't feel horribly different post marriage. Like we were living together already and everything. Yeah. But you know, once you're married, like you know who you're going out with that night and you know what each other like. And we went to a restaurant we liked and then 
there was no pressure because Gwen was busy the other day, so we actually came here on our anniversary and watched Ingrid Goes West, but it's a movie you both wanted to see, and it's just so much, it's so much better. It's so yeah. good. I'm excited. But you got to get to that point. That's the problem. Yeah, I know. You gotta, like... And anyway, so this is what he texts me. The first message he sends me is, have we, have we met before? And I was like, um, no, you weirdo. I didn't actually say that, but I said that more politely. And he said, all right, because I had this overwhelming feeling to say, I know you said no hookups, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to be on ya. It's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. Huh. I have the Man. worst name. You can't make... <laughs> I have never heard anyone make a joke with my name other than in French. Yeah. Because Anya, like, what... what yeah, 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 So yeah. this is... Yeah, that was... I think that was the worst line. Was that, like, instant block, instant... <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, just, like... Uh, I laughed so hard. I was like, oh, my gosh. But he had to put thought into that. Yeah. Kudos for that. Yeah. It's not like, oh, you should see some pickup lines that guys use. And I'm like, ew. Yeah. No. Like, and it's like, it's they don't start with, like, hi. They just <laughs> send these gross pickup lines. And I'm like. Some guy tried to pick up Gwen when we were at Targ. Because she's this, like, cool geek girl playing. She likes, I forget, one of the racing games. And she's really good at it. So the guy was starting to, like, chat her up. And meanwhile, I'm off, like, playing Ding Dug on the other end of the bar. And she turned him down or whatever. But then he was, I, I you know, no ill will to the guy. Then the guy was like, can you show me how you did that on the video game? <laughs> and just, like, I was like, okay, you aren't going to go out with me. Can you show me how you did that on the video game? So that's, that's funny. But, but yeah, I'm... You're done. You're joining the nunnery. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like uh, in the little hours. That's what I'll do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll be Aubrey Plaza. No, we'll she's see. A, she's a good role model. I know. I'm just like I'm so exhausted, and it's like I don't understand. Guys are just flaky. It's also weird, just this idea of like people going out with like okay, I kind of hypocritical saying this, but I haven't been going out with like five at a time. It's been like I've been systematically eliminating yeah, 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 them yeah. as I go along. But like just the idea that like oh my gosh, this person is probably texting five other people at the same time. At least I've been like process yeah. of elimination the whole way, so I'm not texting more than two people because you know in a few days time one of them's bound to be eliminated. So so I'm complicated. Just, yeah, so I'm just going to go, to, <laughs> I'm going to go, and I am starting, I'm taking my other ethics class with this TA that I had a huge crush on, so. There you go. We'll see. Forbidden romance. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can discuss ethics oh, that'd be the together. Best. Oh, <laughs> breaking yeah. an ethically inappropriate dating situation with somebody teaching an ethics class. Yeah, we can analyze the whole situation together. It'll be perfect. Oh, I like that. That's good. That's a good script. Yeah, he likes my philosophy, I think. I don't know. He gave me nearly 100% on the paper, but he didn't yeah. give me 100% because he can't give 100%. So, man. So, yeah. See, now we're running. Now we need a new podcast, just <laughs> the on the dating podcast. I seriously considered starting a blog just so that everyone can keep up with the situations. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. Go visit our friends at the aforementioned House of Targ. They're the best. Eat some pierogies, play some video games. Check us out online. We're all over the place Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you have a spare moment, Say nice things about us and give us stars on iTunes and such. And if you're Albert, you can text me. Yeah, Albert. <laughs> uh, we'll see you soon at the Mayfair, except for Albert, because he's, he's banned. banned. Banned, Albert. <laughs> Look what you did. <laughs> you know who to call when you have ghosts. But who do you call when you have monsters? We're the Monster Squad. What's a squad? Like Miami Vice, I think. They're young and inexperienced. Not 
virgins. They're a bit disorganized. Monsters are not real. We don't know that, sir. 2,000-year-old dead guys do not get up and walk away by themselves. But when strange things start happening in town... There's a monster in my closet. Ooh, look at that big, scary monster! What's happening? You wait until the werewolf. Silver bullet? They're the only ones ready to do battle. Looking down there is killing people. And if it's monsters, nobody's gonna do a thing about it but us. Soon the creatures of the night shall rule the world. Real monsters? Us? Midnight. In the world, remember? By midnight, you they won't seem so young anymore. Monster Squad. Wolfman's gone. Yes.